Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller here, checking in. A little bit of a gap since the last one. If you're following in real time, sorry. We had that group come in and just things keep getting busy and busy and busy. And I've never done these because there was a certain date. It's always been a message from the heart. And this one took a little while to incubate. Almost two weeks. I'm just about two weeks out from this. But I had to sit with this for quite a while. This one is going to be off the wall. It's going to be a little longer than most of these podcasts, and it's going to be deep. I'm going to cut through some of the details and hopefully keep it as short as possible. There are some prerequisites for this podcast. First of all, you have to be willing to go on a journey outside probably some of your comfort zone to accept that there probably is a lot more to our reality than what it appears to be willing to accept that this is not our first rodeo. We've been here before, we will be back again, or maybe not, but many things on our soul growth path especially, maybe not so much in our worldly path, but in our soul growth path, many things come from prior lifetimes. If you have a perspective, maybe a religious perspective, I had one certainly in the faith that I grew up with, That there is one life to live, and then after that, well, in our terms, the judgment from a verse in the book of Hebrews. Well, there's oh so much more. (laughs) You can't take one verse here and ignore many others that imply or at least hinted that there were past lives. The Egyptians believed it, and the Egyptians were foundational several times in the Old Testament including preserving the family that would eventually become the 12 tribes of Israel. So I'm just saying that if there's a paradigm that this pokes on or stretches in your world, give it some latitude and at least explore it, at least look into it, because everything that I've ever shared on this podcast has been something that I've personally experienced or Uh, Most of the people that have been guests on this podcast are people that I've either tried their material, found their material to be personally helpful, or have had a relationship with them in some kind of way, like Fred and Steve and many of the others. We don't get it right all the time, but that's the idea, is this is an anvil of personal experience, this podcast. Some of the things that I have been led down in my life now, 63 years it is, so far, have been incredible. And you know, the more I shattered the glass ceiling of those old beliefs, the more was opened up to me in the new realities. An example that I've mentioned a number of times, I came into the world afraid. Somehow, my little flyover town of Tulsa, Oklahoma, as a child, was not a safe place. As I've tracked that back, I can see that very early in my childhood. It played out, played out, played out in so many areas of my life. So many decisions were born or made out of fear. It drove basically everything I did until I shattered the belief system about what could have happened in the past, about, what, 2016, 15, 16, somewhere in there. Did a hypnosis session with Rob Mitchell, who was a guest on some of the podcasts back during that time found out that I had been beheaded many, many, many hundreds of years ago. Well, now I had a whole new context around that fear. And then in 2020, in an episode that airs in January of 2020, I talked about the rest of that story 
where it was without a covering. I saw the whole thing. It was face up. Now, just hearing that, I know, rattled you, probably. But think about how it rattled my soul that had dragged that through a thousand years, probably, of time and incarnations and never dealt with it. You say, well, why now? Let's go to astrology for a second. When Saturn aligned with Pluto in January of 2020, we got COVID, but we also got the most powerful aspect to resolve old karma that only comes around once every 250 years at best. For those of us who have been looking forward to it and working with it and realizing what it means, it's been like the blinders have been flying off. When I was on the walk that revealed the rest of the story of that situation, instant healing took place and instant acceptance of my path took place. I was able to have compassion on that little boy who was running away from things. And I was having compassion on that adult who never could figure it out. And I realized in tears, of course the world is not a safe place. If you've had your head lopped off and you were innocent, they wanted your property or your family. They wanted something. They wanted the wife I was married to or they wanted my land or my business or something. So you're innocent, you see it, you get your head lopped off, and then you come back. Welcome to It Didn't Matter. Fortunately, I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was a pretty quiet place. Could you imagine the horror if I had been born in other places around the world with that baggage? The other thing I see, and you can probably relate to this, is so many of us are stuck in various areas. Like it's the symbolism of Chiron in astrology, the wounded healer, something in our soul, something in our psyche, some recurring pattern that we never can get on top of, it seems. It just, oh, it shows up all the time. We can't unstick ourselves from it. More than ever now, I believe that those things are seared into our soul from the past. And look, I don't have any skin in any game to advertise or profit from or Any reason to advocate one position or another, I don't. I come empty-handed just trying to figure out life and having grown up with a perspective that said, you have to do certain things or else you're going to die and go to hell. That's pretty severe. I mean, that is, um, hmm, that's one that will, uh, well, you won't bring anything back, I guess. That's, That's one of the implications of that. But That just didn't serve as I started analyzing it through the years, especially the later years of my life. It's like it didn't screw together. When I finally released that belief and looked at things for what they were and tried it on, I just tried it on. I was willing to try it on. I'm like, this makes so much sense. And I could go back and trace things in my life that all of a sudden I could figure out. Well, another one of those happened. I had a couple of areas of my life that still I knew were to be worked on. And actually, they're things that the planet Venus represents. So you could say, well, where is Venus in your your birth chart on the day you were born? It was in Virgo. That's a ding right there. And it's also in the same sign as Pluto, also in Virgo, the planet of uh, transformation. But there were blocks there that I just never could seem to get around. Well, a couple of weeks ago, so this would be about the beginning of November 2022, 
on the Daily Fun Astrology Podcast, I came across an aspect where Venus was primed and ripe for transformation. I have really learned one thing in doing that podcast for now, coming up on almost four years, that when you get an aspect like that, you surf it like a surfer would surf a wave in Hawaii. I mean, you paddle out there and you get on that thing and you ride it. Well, we had somebody in our Facebook group, Subconscious Mind Mastery and Fun Astrology Podcast Listeners Group on Facebook, who was completing a certification course in hypnotherapy and had offered to me to do a reading whenever I was ready or a hypnosis session. So I knew that would be, I just felt it. I felt to contact Stevie about doing that session. I contacted Lynn Schaefer from our Facebook group, thebeautifulmindcoach.com, and scheduled a session with her. I started to journal. I did everything I could to prepare myself. I even did some meditating around it and some walking. Nothing. It was all getting ready to happen during that hypnosis session. And that's been a pattern in my life here lately. Others have been bringing things to me. It's almost like you would say in the Christian terminology, ministering to me. Had one of our participants on the last trip that we did here to North Carolina did a reading for me that was incredibly significant. I took action on it and so glad I did. So these latest things have been coming from other people, not from myself. By the way, who I'm talking about here is Stevie McGuire, and her website is I-E-Y-E, perceive, and there's a dash there. So here's how it goes, E-Y-E-Perceive.com. Her readings will be available after the first of the year, I believe, 2023. So when I worked with her, she was still working through her training program, and she knew it, and I knew it. But I just had a feeling, including the moment that we got together, actually, that there was something to be had in this session. So she led me into the induction, and we went down a very peaceful river. I did. I went down. I had a guide. She was leading the conversation, did a great job of bringing me to that point of Calming your mind down. You think about hypnosis. Okay, it has this, you know, this connotation. First of all, it's the carnival side, the cruise boat side, and this is not at all what we're talking about. This is not, okay, Thomas, now that you're out of control of your mind and body, quack like a duck and flap your wings and walk around like a chicken. No, it's not like that at all. This is, true hypnosis is simply where you calm your thinking mind down enough to allow your subconscious mind to take control of your thoughts and maybe even your words. But basically, it's where the subconscious is allowed to speak clearly. Well, this is something that I've been working on for 10 or 12, 13 years now and have accomplished pretty good strides in that to be able to do that in various forms. This podcast is chock full of stories of doing it for myself in various ways. Now it's time for somebody else to have an influence and be able to help in the process. So when you do this, you're just relaxing your thoughts and you're letting the imagery that is being described to you by a skillful hypnotherapist to take over your thinking mind. That's all it is. 
And the skillful is somebody who will guide you and start to extract those subconscious thoughts so that they become the theme of the session. I was fully conscious and aware during this session. It wasn't like that. So if Stevie had said, Thomas, get up off of your chair there and walk around like a chicken and peck at the ground, (laughs) I probably would have opened one eye and looked at her kind of funny. We were on Zoom. But uh, yeah, that's not at all, not at all what we're talking about here. Okay, so you have to separate the carnival from the reality where these sessions can be incredibly healing. So she led me down a peaceful river with a guide. She said, picture the guide. Well, see, that's what you do. You say, picture the guide who's leading you. And I pictured a, like an Amazon boat operator standing at the back of a boat with a stick in his hand that he is using as a rudder and a paddle combined. But yet the, the drift of the river is what's taking us down. And then she said to create a peaceful spot, so there was a little backwater lake that was envisioned. And there was nothing there. She said, what do you see? I said, nothing. That was kind of the wrong answer, (laughs) but it's what was there. So she said very skillfully, this was great. She said, well, let's keep going. And something just transitioned. And this is where the thought, the thinking mind was greatly reduced. The pond, the backwater pond, the river, the guide, the boat all went away. And suddenly I was surrounded by nothing but black, solid black. No sound, no imagery, no light beams cracking in through anywhere. It was solid black. Stevie said, what do you see? sat with it for a minute, said nothing. Wrong answer. (laughs) It's like, uh uh-oh. And she told me afterwards that she thought, maybe this is not going to work. You've gone to two places and your client is sitting there saying, nope, nothing. Nope, nothing. Like they say today, nothing to see here, Stevie. But I just sat with it because I knew going to this location of nothingness was where something was likely to show up. So I just kept looking. I kept, I, I sat there with it. In fact, I thought I had fallen asleep. And then all of a sudden, this feminine imagery started to fade slowly and faintly through the black. Not like a Hollywood effect. I'm talking a very tangible, real connection with a real female image. People have asked, what did she look like? Couldn't tell. Did not discern facial features. I could see a couple of things. I could see that she had long hair, and it seemed to be dark colored. And I could tell that she was horrifically afraid. It's almost like uh, the image that you've seen pictures or movies of this, of a young girl sitting in the corner of a room on the floor, and her knees are up to her chin, and she's kind of burying her head and her hands across her knees, just that almost as close to a fetal position as you could get, afraid. And I asked, what are you afraid of? I out loud, I said this out loud, what are you afraid of? Them. Who? Those spirits, the evil ones, they're just below me. I'm hiding, I'm hiding. Who are you? 
I am part of you. Whoa. A long string of tears began to flow. Why are you here? All I got was afraid she was afraid. Then some of the story started to come to consciousness, out of the subconscious, just by that encounter. This isn't the exact timeline. I'm saving a little bit of time in the story. But I asked if this was related to the beheading, if it was before or after. She said, after. What happened? And what she revealed, and this is all just through pressing thoughts, sometimes images, but mostly pressing thoughts, that after that beheading, after I died and that life was over, I came back full of revenge. I mean, angry, revengeful, take-no-prisoners kind of passion to get even. Take no prisoners. My soul... This is probably a thousand years ago or more. My soul came back as a woman, and the tool of the revenge was sex. Now, if you don't think this was brought forward, for those of you who know astrology, my sun sign is Scorpio, the sign of sex. Scorpio rules the eighth house in astrology. The term rules means that it kind of oversees or it brings its characteristics to that piece of pie, if you will, on the wheel as you look at an astrology chart. So the eighth house is all about taboos, things that make us blush, things we don't talk about in mixed company in public, particularly sex and not the sex of procreation. Not only that, but in the sign of Scorpio, along with my sun, I have two other planets. They happen to be Mars and Neptune. And all three are located on the same degree. That degree is six. So I have six, six, six in Scorpio. And here at 63 years old, two more derivatives of six, right? that I am sitting in a hypnosis session with somebody who has not even her certificate yet, who is leading me to the gates of hell, where I am for the first time in my life discovering my feminine side. And she is shivering because she is afraid of the demons, as she is saying, the entities, the evil beings that have been pursuing her for a thousand years. You know, I had one day of window to be born for that chart to be the way it is, and it reflected my whole life purpose was to come back and discover this. Everything that led up to that day, everything that had been carried forward all these years unresolved, all of the crap that I had to go through in this life that became the basis of the stories in this podcast, to get an understanding, a knowledge, and an awareness, and then a willingness to step into this and know how to be able to deal with it. Stevie and I worked together to dialogue with her a little bit more, and then I was checking my heartbeat and my heart rate and making sure that my heart was staying in rhythm and everything was okay. Breathing was okay. I knew I was all right, but I wanted to get away. I needed a break. I said, Stevie, please lead us out. We need to, I need to get away. 
So she said, let's go back. And she originally said a movie theater, but I wanted to go back to that peaceful lake. <laughs> I wanted to sit in that boat for a few minutes on the river, on the water, on the backwater, and just decompress and feel what had just been experienced. It was not comfortable. It was not expected. I had no idea I was missing my feminine side. There is a piece of us. I mean, you think about it. In balance. Okay, so I'm born a male. You're born a female. We have the opposite side in our DNA, and we have it in our characteristics. Sometimes it's more amplified. Sometimes it's more subdued. Mine was missing. No wonder I went through two divorces and other broken relationships. No wonder I had the issues with my mom that I did. She truly did come to prepare me for this. She was part of the plan, if you will. She had an inside gig. You know how they say you don't know what you don't know? I didn't know. I didn't know that I didn't have this connection with my feminine side. No telling how many lifetimes it's been that way. I don't feel called to try to find out, but just to realize that it has been a long, long time. I knew that staying at the pond, staying at the retreat river pond area would not work. We had to go back. There was unfinished business. We had to get her out of there. So I told Stevie, let's go back. And when you realize that you're consciously and subconsciously allowing yourself to literally, I think, go to the gates of hell, if you could understand the level of the fear that this poor, shivering, trembling being was experiencing, you would realize there was only darkness around it. But we went back, and I told her that if we surrounded ourselves in love, which was something that we've been working on on our Sunday night things that we're doing on Facebook and YouTube now, the Level Up, as we're calling it now, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday nights. They're in the Facebook group that I mentioned already, and it's also on the Fun Astrology podcast YouTube channel. We've been practicing sending love. It was easy to know how to create an instant love bubble around this situation, and I did. And I said, look, the energy here, Fred Dodson, see all of the bricks and the logs and the mortar of all the stories that you've heard all come together here. Levels of energy extended to the non-physical realm. That's four books of Fred's that he wrote just on that, that I was able to instantly apply to this situation, putting love around it and inviting her out of there to leave with me and never have to go back as long as I never went back. She was tearfully happy to leave. So in that hypnosis, we left that space, and Stevie brilliantly created a new place, protected by that love, surrounded by that love, to escape to and to be able to stabilize and to assure this precious, trembling soul, part of a soul, that 
it was going to be okay. And that I was ready to re-receive her. The work had been done. I just had no idea this was going to happen. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) But do you know that instantly when you meet somebody in a relationship setting for the first time and they're the butterflies, try that with a long-lost missing part of yourself. Try that with a long-lost wounded part of yourself. Try that with a wounded part of yourself who is now reliant on you to remain out of that former situation. It's been a heavy two weeks, as you can imagine. A lot of processing to get to the point. I did tell the story on the Facebook group, but I, it's been a lot of processing to be able to get to the point to tell it here properly. So remember I mentioned in my astrological chart that Venus, the planet that all of this comes under, was in Virgo, which it doesn't like. There's elements of astrology where planets are better in one sign than another. It, Virgo and Venus don't like each other very much. <laughs> it's like Venus is not happy there. Well, there's the brokenness. And Pluto is in a favorable aspect to those three planets over in Scorpio to say, you are going to have an opportunity in this lifetime to resolve this. And there's one other part of my chart. It's the nodes of the moon that basically indicate that it would take a warrior to go rescue the maiden. And Saturn, the planet of karma, Lord Karma, is sitting watching all of this from a very high position in my chart. All of a sudden, at 63 years old, I look at that natal chart representing the moment, the instant, the minute that I was born, and now I realize why, and can look at that chart and say that I fulfilled the purpose that is reflected in it. The maiden has been rescued. My soul now has a completeness that it has not had for a long time. And I know there are many questions. There are many, oh, this is hogwash statements that you could come up with around this. Just know this. It's real for me. If you don't believe in it, that's fine. And I'm also not inviting those comments. It's too tender and it's too real. There is another part of the story. After a few days, I was able to dialogue more back and forth because obviously the first about 48 hours was just shock and integration. But then I was able to dialogue and was inquisitive of what went wrong. And I knew that this sexual thing was a thing from the past, so I wanted to know only as much as needed to be known to assist with further healing. As I best understand it, after the beheading, my soul came back as a woman, using the tool of sex for revenge. Sometimes violently, there were deaths as a result. It spun out of control. It got darker, and the darkest of the dark, I do understand, but I'm not going to repeat here. But that is what brought it to a level of energy where the entities that had tormented this part of my soul for all those years, were able to attach. After she told me, I asked one question. I said, is it X? Yes. No further questions. I didn't want to know more. 
Thank you for sharing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. This consciousness called Thomas Miller didn't know that this part of Thomas Miller's soul was fractured. But then I got to thinking about so many things that I've heard where people talk about clearing blocks. You know, you hear people, in fact, people do readings. They charge money to clear blocks. I think we all have them. And then I got to thinking, how many people try to connect with their feminine side and can't? or their masculine side, and can't. And I thought, how many wives are there in the world, or girlfriends, whose boyfriends or husbands or significant others have no touch with their feminine side, and their wives and partners wish that they did, or wish that they could have a conversation about it? And how many women have no contact with their masculine side, And how many have had to hide abuse from their childhood? Way too many. Same hellish connections. So if this strikes a chord, just know that you have a a new friend and a new ally to support you. I'm going to be doing additional work on this. You can count on it. Something became very real and very clear. And it affects a large number of people. I need time. Still more time to heal, time to get used to this new part of me, to make sure that she is safe and stable. We've already been through one kind of episode thing that something happened externally that had to process and was like, okay, look, let's just, here's how we do this. (laughs) You know, it's like, (laughs) don't be afraid, don't run off. You're not going to go back there. But it was something that required some reactions and had to just sit. And it gave her the confidence that like, oh, wow, okay. So if this is how we're going to handle this, I I can relax. I'm going to be all right. Basically, just did the work, you know, did what we do, did what we teach around here, practiced what we, practiced what we preach. But I just know there are a lot of people in a similar situation, either masked pain from this life or pain you don't realize from another life, but there's something manifesting in this life. So I'm hoping, and I know Stevie is going to be one booked young lady when she opens her doors to this in January, I guess, or early 2023. I don't know if it will be in the cards for me to do this kind of work, this kind of counseling, but I've kind of had a feeling that maybe it could be combining the astrology, understanding a chart, and then digging into the past. Maybe that's how I spend my last 20 or 30 years. (laughs) I hope I'm around that long, but maybe that's part of it, or maybe it's doing it on a bigger scale. I don't know. That's all ahead. What I do know is that there is a new passion and a new understanding, and obviously that's going to lead to new work, and hopefully that leads to new freedoms. If this is too heavy, well, maybe it's nothing that you need to work on, or perhaps it's something you absolutely need to work on, maybe just not yet. took me 63 long years to get here, but we don't leave an episode like this without some take-home stories for all of us. 
One that I would suggest is it really does give us a scale and perspective of this journey we call life on earth. There is oh so much more than what meets the surface often. And another thing I've said is a lot of us have come here to do deep work, but a lot of us have not. And a lot of us have come maybe to rest and to play. And if you are one of those and life is relatively great, ah, enjoy it. Live it to the fullest. Another one that I have a different perspective on now, if you are working through an issue and there doesn't seem to be a resolution yet, Try on that timing is everything, and it may not be the right time now. And if you are one who works with others, don't try to force something now. If somebody had tried to force me to resolve this or push me to say, well, come on, you need to get over your issues. When I was 45 years old, (laughs) no way. Even five years ago, wouldn't have been ready, didn't have all the resources. For some reason, I may or may not ever know, divine timing for this one was right now. And I would add an astrological tag to this. I do think the stars' alignments in our lives make a big difference. And this situation solidifies that more than ever. And I just, this is such a grand mystery and tapestry that never ceases to amaze me. We'll be doing more on this. This is a start. I hope it helps. And I'm sending you all kinds of love. Thank you for listening to my story. I hope it's helped with yours. I'm Thomas Miller. Enjoy the journey. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.